So hi, all the Good Noise Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with... Uh, Daniel Sherman, but Good Noise, you can call me anytime. <laughs> That's it. That's enough. <laughs> and uh, we're asking him some questions today about his new EP, Chronicles of a Calloused Heart, Part 2. Uh, so congrats on that, by the way. How do you feel about the response to the announcement so far? It's been cool. I uh, I kind of had to announce it like three times because the release date kept changing. Mm-hmm. So the first one was like, oh my gosh, we're so excited. And then the second one was like, okay and then the third one i announced it with announcing that i was signed to a label and that's why it took so long so then the final announcement was like oh okay we're hyped again fucking yeah. finally yeah. <laughs> yeah um the record label yeah what, what's up with that how'd that come about dude so <laughs> i um the label's called it's hendrickson hendrickson studios and they're not like fully public yet they haven't like they don't have their own social media they don't have anything like that but They've been signing artists and releasing stuff with artists for about a year now. And so Jonathan, who's the lead over there, um, I've actually recorded music with Jonathan since I was still in Crown and Chains. We recorded mm-hmm. King Suffering Part 2 and Carry Me with Jonathan. And so he's kind of seen me work. I recorded my Lonely Live show with him um, a year ago and um, did all the drum tracking for Uncaged with him. Mm. And we kind of reconnected back in probably like January, I think, February. Um, And he was like, dude, like, I'm kind of doing this thing. I'm signing people and you're exactly the type of person I'm looking for. Like, would you be down? So it's been, uh, we're just getting started. We're still figuring out, you know, what it's like and all that, but um, it's been good. It's been really cool. Oh yeah, that's super exciting. Awesome. Yeah, happy to hear that. So is there any meaning behind the EP title or cover art? Yeah, um, the title Chronicles of a Callous Heart um which by i'm just can i just say that it's like kind of a banging title i'm really happy it is it is it's pretty like when it came to me i was like that's it there's no nothing's it's not gonna get better than that um (laughs) so a chronicle a chronicle is um chronicles are individual stories with their own like storyline like when you read the chronicles of something they're not necessarily related they're not necessarily chronological but they usually have the same theme or the same event at the center of them and they kind mm-hmm. of branch out. So each of the four songs is related by like my attitude at the time I wrote them or like my, just the experience I was going through at the time I wrote them, but they're kind of like four different ways that that experience impacted me. And then the whole mm-hmm. calloused heart, um, is like that mentality I was in where I kind of just closed off to everyone and everything. I was like, just going through some really, really hard stuff. And, you know, I pushed friends away. I I pushed everything away and just kind of sat in it for a long time. So that's kind of what the EP is about. All right. And the cover art, any meaning behind that? Uh, I should look cool. Fair enough. (laughs) Cool. Fair enough. Uh, Sometimes it's just the way it's got to be, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about your writing process for this EP? Yeah, I, um, I wrote this EP like three months before we recorded it, if I'm remembering right. And I hadn't like written lyrically a song since before Uncaged, which was months, months, months prior. Mm -hmm. And I kind of like, I knew that if I was going to write lyrics that I would have to write about this thing that was hanging over me. Like I kind of like just the way I write, I, I knew that if my pen was going to hit paper, that this really hurtful experience was going to come out of it. And I was like, I, I'm not trying to mess with that. So I yeah. just won't write yeah. music. I'll do other stuff. I'll produce, I'll, you know, whatever. I'm not writing anything. And then 
it kind of just, I remember one night I was alone in my apartment. My roommate was gone like all day. I was watching Atlanta for like the third time. And I was like, dude, I just need to, I need to write about it. It's time. Like I'm, I'm stuck. I need to write about it. And all four songs were done within like an hour. I just, it just exploded out of me. So Um, yeah, it was one of those things. It was like just an emotion bomb that hit. So. That's, that's nuts wow um definitely the, the ep is definitely a genre switch it's not what we typically <laughs> come to expect of you so i have um, to know before you even continue did you like it or did you hate it honest thoughts we were talking about this earlier you, you can start glory okay so i started I'm, I'm gonna be completely honest when you said you were releasing a folk album i was like oh no shane folk folk because like that's the one genre that we do not cover so i was i was nervous but then when you sent the ep over i listened to it today and i was like this is good Mm -hmm. this is good i personally think it's like one of your best things that you've actually released it's one of my favorites let's go yeah and i i I agree with glory like in the term that like i think you're like putting the wrong genre on it granted yes genres are like subjective or whatever but it's not Mm -hmm. folk in the slightest like when because there's no banjo yeah yeah before (laughs) before glory had even listened to it she was like what what because like i i had scheduled the interview and i was then she was like what what is it she's like is it folk i'm like it sounds like the acoustic songs that we covered every week over the course of the pandemic where a band would like Mm -hmm. pick up the acoustic guitar and like record an acoustic version of one of their songs that's what it sounds Mm -hmm. like yeah yeah it's super stripped back that's what it is that once the production was done on it i switched from calling it folk to folk inspired Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. just because like my how i heard it in my head before all the instruments were laid down was very different than it kind of turned out and so really the only folk inspiration is like if you strip it to like the rhythm of the drums or you strip it to the storytelling of the lyrics Mm-hmm. like that's folk inspired but it really turned into more of just a singer songwriter ep for sure along Definitely. The way. yeah um, yeah so yeah on, on that note i also did enjoy it um that's so cool. we didn't hate it that's good um <laughs> no, that's good but like as i said genre switch for you so kind of like what was the thought process behind that is that just kind of what you thought would fit with the lyrics that you had written or i've had a little note in my notes app saying to do this type of record for like since before Uncaged, like for a long time. Mm-hmm. And um, when like I I started writing the lyrics and stuff, it was just really clear that the type of ache behind the lyrics, there's like just this, I mean, callous is really the only word I can think of for it, but you know what I mean? It's got this like heartbreak behind it that um, folk lyricism, like the way that it tells a story really, really fit. Um, and so, yeah, I kind of just as soon as the lyrics hit, it was something I'd wanted to do for a long time. I got a little practice at it on Uncaged with the song My Anchor, like barely. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it was just really clear that this was the type of record I needed to make. So fair enough. Um, and like not going in this direction, like further, right? Are we, gonna, are, we like, so, are we working on i don't, you mean, sound that, worried, I don't mean that like mean i just like i didn't really know how to phrase the question that's my bad but like are you oh, working on things that kind of I, I can't put a genre on what you typically do like are you working on things that like you've been doing my airpods just died oh did i oh. i was like did i blow your airpods out in excitement <laughs> come on shane so i you'll notice that it says part two mm-hmm. and there's no part one mm-hmm. so there will be a part one next year 
Okay. That's another four songs, but that's it. Okay. <laughs> like, okay. So like, have... there, there is other stuff because I know you're always working on shit. There's always stuff. There's like stuff on the back burner that's like the typical shit that you've been doing. There are two, possibly three more music projects coming out before the end of the year. Oh my god. We're gonna be talking to you a fucking lot, huh? In the Dude, next six months. <laughs> Jesus. Take a nap, please. All three of them are completely different genres from each other and from this. So you are nuts. And I yeah. maybe off the record because I don't know if you want to spoil all that, but you're gonna have to tell us what the fuck you're cooking up over there. I'll let you know yeah. after the interview. Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Uh, so I want you to tell us your favorite lyric off this EP and the meaning behind it. Oh, dude. I don't know why this question surprises me because you ask me every single time. But every time <laughs> I'm like, oh, no. like, man, that's a good question. Yeah, fuck. Um, <laughs> I think I'm going to go with a super simple lyric, which is just the last line on the album is I don't know. Fair enough. And this whole album is kind of about like, it's like you've gone through this thing and you sat with it and it's like I literally captured the moment I decided I'm gonna try to get past it not Mm -hmm. I'm getting past it or I'm past it but Mm -hmm. I'm gonna start to try and that like last I don't know is equal parts depressing and equal parts hopeful and like it could be I go through this super grueling process the whole way and at the end of it I'm even more broken than I was at first or Mm -hmm. I could go through this and like totally get past it and be the person I want to be right now. But it kind of sits in that tension of this could go either way. I don't really know what moving forward looks like, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to try. And that's just like real, you know, that's Mm -hmm. like just the reality of it. So yeah. All right. (laughs) Uh, So where was your headspace at while you were uh, writing the CP? I kind of like approached it like confession, Mm -hmm. like, Here's just like the first song I wrote for it was I was wrong, which is literally like, that's kind of literally what a confession is. And I was just like, like, you know, acceptance is the first part of like, what is it grieving or whatever? Like you have to just accept that it's real. And um, I had to like go into this and just accept that what I was dealing with, I had partially caused it. Mm. And kind of that, I guess the words humility of approaching the struggle of like i can't just go around blame people i have to wrestle with the fact that for one i caused it and two i'm the one who sat with it this long and Mm -hmm. i kind of had to just like along the way confess really openly and bluntly what i was feeling because of myself i guess Mm -hmm. i don't know it's hard to put to words it's a really kind of niche emotional state but yeah so i don't know if that makes any sense my fault and here's just step by step what i'm trying you know okay yeah all right okay so how do you recommend your fans to listen to this ep for the first time should they play in the car with friends dark with headphones on what do you personally recommend i i think i've said this in the past too all of my music is like great solo night walk music like mm-hmm. put in your earbuds walk alone at night this one's nice. It's like the shortest thing I've ever released. <laughs> one little lap around the block, maybe two and, and call it good. Right. But yeah, I think definitely in order, even though there's not like a chronological order to it, there is mm-hmm. kind of a development of a theme. Okay. So definitely in order, but I think I don't, I don't imagine, and you, I, 
kind of curious what you both think too, but it doesn't seem like a car ride with friends EP to me. Yeah, no. no, no, it seems more of like a, it does seem like a car EP, but more of kind of like a night drive, you know? Yeah, I get yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, it, it gives me the vibes of just like, it doesn't matter exactly how you listen to it, but just kind of like, you got to be alone, take it in on, on a good, good set of headphones or speakers or whatever. And like no outside distractions kind of thing. True. Yeah. Uh, so this question should be super, super quick off the top of your head. I want you to describe the CP for new listeners in three words, no more, no less. Therapy. Mm-hmm. Lamentful. It's a big word. I just try to get my syllable count, you know. He said, <laughs> like, how many syllables can I? Um, ooh. Oh, what's the third one, guys? I don't even know. Uh, hopeful. Okay. There you go. I always right. want hopeful, like barely. <laughs> like barely hopeful. Mm-hmm. It's kind of yeah. like that would be my, my, my motto. So, mm-hmm. hopeful. Okay. All right. Can we get a definition for the second one? I personally, Lament. I've never heard. Yeah. So like a lament is like a song that expresses deep sadness. Okay. Oh. So. Thank you. Okay. Like, oh, that's, that's good. A bummer. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> it's like, guys, my my whole brand is being sad. It's okay. We can just. <laughs> oh, I mean, I wasn't expecting some big extravagant meaning. I just was like, that's a big fucking word. It's a big word. I thought you knew it because you didn't ask. I was like, fine, I'll be the one to ask. No, I, I just right. like to act like I know all of the words that people say <laughs> to us, but like at the time, I'm like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> That's what you got to do. Yeah. Like, yeah. I've definitely written songs with words I don't actually know what they mean in them sometimes. And, I'm just like, and you're just like this, like hoping it doesn't mean something <laughs> bad. Well, like <laughs> look it up on dictionary.com and be like diving into the lore. Like, okay, this must have this implication. I'm like, I don't know what it means. Well, didn't even think about yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I thought it sounded cool. <laughs> exactly. Oh God. Uh, so is there a certain feeling or emotion you want your listeners to have while going through this EP? I would love for this EP... To me, like a very specific group of people, group of people, um, anyone who's like in that place of closed offness or like they have something they're going through that they haven't told anyone about or that they're just really in the heat of and they haven't processed or they haven't moved on from. Mm-hmm. I want it to give them the hope to try and get past it, but also kind of set a realistic look of what that struggle looks like because it is work it's hard it's mm-hmm. not it's definitely not fun mm-hmm. um but it's also so important and it's a fight and it's an honorable fight and so i hope this record kind of captures that for different people i like that that's good that's good uh so what is your favorite memory that you made while creating this ep Ooh, um you know i had a lot of fun so i actually brought in um jacob wall who was the co-vocalist and um keyboard player guitar player for crown and chains cool. he tracked the guitar for me because i don't play guitar and he tracked the piano for me because he's better at piano than me <laughs> um and so i kind of like i played him on ukulele like this is what i'm going for but like make it not suck lately <laughs> and kind of played him my really bad piano and was like do something like this but obviously like good mm-hmm. yeah and um and then he also he helped me come up with some of the harmonies that are in the background and stuff like that too and so I, we didn't have time in studio to record all the vocals. I pretty much got like the main vocal for each song. And then it was like, shoot, we've been here for hours. Like we got to go. Mm-hmm. So we just grabbed like a, an SM7 mic 
and met up at his house and all those background harmonies were recorded just in his office. We were like sharing a, a bottle of whiskey and just like getting these takes over and over. And like, he lived, he lived at that time in like a house that has like a lot of houses, like immediately, like they share walls with it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like a townhouse type situation. Yeah. And like some of those takes in the background, which a lot of them didn't even make it are like really freaking loud. <gasps> and so <laughs> we're just like, his wife is downstairs working and he has neighbors close by and I'm in his room. Like, Daniel Sherman recording session, you know? <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god. Which you wouldn't expect for a record that sounds so mellow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of those takes were really freaking loud. And so we just had fun with it. Like I think we were there for probably four hours mm-hmm. and just, you know, drinking whiskey and making loud noises. And so that's pretty much the best you can have in life, you know? Definitely. Sure. Um so you said like you had too much time at the studio. Did did you record this in one day or was it like yeah. so you wrote everything in an hour and then you recorded everything in four hours in it was a long studio day the recording Mm -hmm. was probably six hours six hours so seven hours total for the entire ep well then four hours for vocals Mm -hmm. four hours okay so less than a day it took you in in total still Yeah. yeah you never cease to amaze me I just want you to know that every single time we talk to you, you fucking blow me away with like how fast you do this shit. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. That means a lot. I like, I mean, I think it helps too. a lot of artists. They hit writer's block. And when writer's block happens, it's because you feel the need to create something. Mm-hmm. And you're like trying to, you're trying to force an emotion so you can capture something and release it to keep content flowing and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. I kind of just try to, I don't write unless I'm either doing really bad or really well. Like if there's something I need out of my insides and <laughs> outside, yeah. then I'll do it. But if not, like I'm just not going to chase it. And I found that maybe it's good or maybe it's bad. I live a life that makes me really emotional all the time. So it kind of just works out. Like I'm just sad. And so I make music. <laughs> yeah. No. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for these last couple of questions, we're going to shift away from music, if that's okay with you so okay with me these are the best parts of our interviews guys (laughs) they really are uh so if you could become one animal for the rest of your life which animal would you be and why moose okay listen to this okay you know like knights and stuff like medieval dudes oh mm -hmm. you know they go into battle on a horse Mm -hmm. i want you to picture right now you're an enemy soldier in medieval times okay you got your sword strapped up. You're like Post Malone mm-hmm. in the Circles music video. Like, you got your sword strapped up. You're ready, mm-hmm. right? And you're like, all right, here comes these horse dudes. But you see, like, one of the horses is, like, bigger. Mm-hmm. And it kind of sits taller. Yeah. And then, boom, you're speared by a moose antlers. Wow. And you're just, just like, dude's, like, massive. Have you seen how big a moose is? It's like the size I have. of a mom band. Yeah, they're like, very tall. So I'm just saying moose are, like, intimidating as frick animals. I like, I've always had this opinion. And then I saw the third Hobbit movie, horrible movie. But there's a scene where this elf dude rides in on a moose and spears like six people. Yeah. I was like, this is everything I've ever You didn't like that movie? I didn't. I, dude, it was like, it was just like the CGI was so whack and it was so unnecessary. I don't know. That's fair. (laughs) So you want to be a medieval moose? Yeah. Uh huh. 
Oh yeah. I want to okay. ride into battle with a knight on my back and I want to spear some people with my antlers. We'll take it. Yeah. All, right. <laughs> All right. Uh so if you could have lunch with any celebrity or artist that are alive, who would it be and why? I think I know your answer for this one. Me too. Kendrick Lamar. I was gonna go with Mike Shinoda, but all right. Oh. I was gonna, I was gonna go oh. for um the other Lincoln Park guy, oh, the so Chester. Oh, I was, I was thinking Chester. Oh, dude, that's so hard. Appreciate okay, it, question: buddy. Does it have to be a music, like a music artist, or can um, a celebrity or artist? Either one. Okay, I'm actually gonna switch up. Kendrick Lamar, honorable mention, mm-hmm. but Christopher Nolan. Oh, dude, I'm like reading. Do I have it next to me? I think it's right here. Oh, I'm reading all of his screenplays. So this oh. is like the Dark Knight trilogy. Mm-hmm. Dude, I'm obsessed with that guy's mind. Like, yeah, I he's crazy. His brain and put it inside my brain. <laughs> I would do it in a heartbeat. We like both have the same obsession with time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know, that dude just blows my mind. He's like so philosophical and so weird. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just obsessed with him. So probably him. Nice. That's a really good pick. My one of my old friends used to be like obsessed with him too. So everything you said, I was like, that's a very good pick because he's he is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good pick. So for this last question, boom, you're on a deserted island. You can bring one album, one person, and one movie. Who and what are you bringing? Okay. Mm-hmm. I got this. One album to Pimp a Butterfly, Kendrick Lamar. Ah, yeah. Um one person. Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> like you wouldn't want to listen to his own album with me. You know, so I gotta be awkward. Like, hey, Kendrick, can we bump this record from like a decade ago that you're probably over? <laughs> I don't think he'd like. That. I don't think. Um, he would I wouldn't like that if someone was like, "Hey, you want to come listen to Crown and Change demos on this island with me?" I'd be like, <laughs> dude, like I can't even stand to listen to anything older than a year from myself. Oh um, my god, person. See, I would say Christopher Nolan again, but I feel like. He'd be like good, really deep conversation for 45 minutes. And then I'd be like, I need you to leave because my brain. <laughs> yeah, you get, so, yeah, yeah. I'm going to just go far left out there. I'm going to say Ryan Reynolds. Oh, I feel like I there's Ryan no Reynolds. more entertaining person to be on an island with. Mm-mm. And then one movie. Mm-hmm. Um, see, the question now isn't even what movie do I want to watch, but it's what movie do I want to watch with Ryan Reynolds? Yeah. That's a great question. Yeah. And I, guys, what movie, can I ask you? Can I, can I phone a friend? What movie would you want to watch with Ryan Reynolds? With Ryan Reynolds? I don't know. I kind of want to watch Deadpool 2 with him. Yeah. I know he was like in it, but he loves that movie so much and he quotes it every day, like every interview that I've seen him in. So it's like, I feel like hearing like the behind the scenes and just quoting stuff with it as it's happening would be so much fun with him. Yeah. That's a good idea. I like that. Shane, any thoughts? Before no I thoughts from me. Head empty. <gasps> you have no like dream Ryan Reynolds watch party movie? No, not a big movie guy, I'm going to be honest. Really? Are you a big Ryan Reynolds guy? No. Oh, that's. What do you do if you don't watch movies? You watch TV at all? Like shows? No. I, I sit here most of the day. I, I prefer to listen <laughs> yeah. to music. You know? I mean, that checks out yeah. with how much you guys work. So, yeah. You know, okay. I think I would pick something like really obscure and weird. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd pick like that new Nick Cage movie, The Unbearable Weight of Terror or whatever. Oh, like, oh mm-hmm, us, mm-hmm. like that weird movie where the dude becomes a walrus. Mm-hmm. I feel like Ryan Reynolds' commentary on those movies would make them so much better. You know? Yeah. 
Fair enough. All right. Uh, so as Gory said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything that you would like to plug? Uh, your mom. Shout out. Hell yeah. All right. That's pretty much it. All right. Oh, well, thank you. For now, though, it's been Daniel Sherman, and we have been the Good Noise Podcast.